Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnolis. I am a fan of television horror, a fan of movie horror. That doesn't mean I've always been able to handle watching it, especially later at night. And Tales from the Dark Side is one of those shows I preferred, when I could, to watch it during the daylight hours. That was facilitated when my family finally got a VCR. That doesn't mean I wasn't exposed to the show when it ran, because I had older sisters, and our walls were paper thin. My sister enjoyed horror, and she would stay up at night and turn on whatever she wanted to turn on, which was always Tales from the Dark Side whenever it was on, and she would proceed to watch it. This meant that I proceeded to listen to it. No matter what I did, I could never get her to turn it down enough that I couldn't hear it. Maybe it's because I was so hyper-focused. So through the walls, Tales from the Dark Side crept into my ears, and I believe that, almost like radio, what I was picturing was a hundred times worse in my head than what they were showing on the screen. Even now, when I watch Tales from the Dark Side, I will see a scene and go, I didn't think that's the way it went. And that's only because when I saw it, I didn't actually see it. I absorbed a lot of my entertainment through the walls of my family's house. Music, television, movies. It was often a peek into a more adult world. One that I didn't want any part of at the time. Sometimes, like with Tales from the Dark Side, it would lead me to try it out at night, trying to watch it on my little black and white television, and eventually I'd get used to it. And horror would become just like any other genre, something I could watch at any time. On today's show, we're going to talk about a show that made its way through the walls of my childhood home, Tales from the Dark Side. We'll talk about its creation, its creator, the music, narration, the show and movie that followed it, its reception, its release on home video, and we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. Metagirl's back with a new top five list, and we have a lot of info to cover. So without further ado, let's start the show. Tales from the Dark Side was a syndicated anthology horror TV series created by horror zombie master George Romero. Romero was born in 1940. He's a film producer, screenwriter, a jack-of-all-trades when it comes to film. He's probably most famous for his creation, Night of the Living Dead, basically kicking off what we think of as zombies nowadays, and has since gone on to do some great satirical horror, usually related to zombies. Romero did Creepshow. And Creepshow was an anthology horror movie based on the horror comics of the 1950s, like Tales from the Crypt or Vault of Horror. 
since that movie was a moderate success, the producers of the film, Laurel Entertainment, thought that it would be interesting to do a spin-off as a TV series. Warner Brothers was also involved in the making of Creepshow, and Laurel Entertainment, I guess, wanted to have fuller control of it, so they took it in a different direction than Creepshow, including changing the name. Aside from the name change, the stories are very similar. The thing that they would drop are the comic book trappings that were in Creepshow. In 1988, Laurel Entertainment was bought by Spelling Productions, which is why you do not hear about Laurel Entertainment anymore. Spelling Productions, which became Spelling Television, was a massive juggernaut of a TV production company, produced TV shows like Beverly Hills 90210, Dynasty, Melrose Place, and many more shows before that was created by legendary producer Aaron Spelling in 1969. Currently, it is owned by CBS Television Studios. Creepy Crawlers, Thing Maker 2. In about an hour, you can make lots of things that look awful and feel terrible. Creepy Crawlers, treat the goop, pour in the molds, and wait. <laughs> Creepy Crawlers, Thing Maker 2. An electrical toy. It's disgusting. Creepy Crawler Thing Maker 2 comes with three bowls and four bottles of goop. New from Mattel. Last night I journeyed backwards in time to the medieval world of Dark Tower. In this amazing game, I had to find three keys, lay siege to the tower, and defeat the enemy within. Each move was a challenge. The computer kept track, giving me secret information, pictures, sounds, surprises. Then, ahead of my opponent, I made my move. The battle was joined. And I was victorious. Dark Tower from MB Electronics. If you are going to have a good anthology horror series, you need some good actors to fill out your cast, but you also need a lot of good writers. And in addition to works by George Romero, Tales from the Dark Side would feature adaptations of short stories by people like Stephen King, Harlan Ellison, Clive Barker, John Cheever, Frederick Brown, and many others, which are some pretty great names to have when you're doing an anthology horror series. Every episode of Tales from the Dark Side began with some really cool narration, went something like this. Character actor Paul Sparer provided that narration. Born in 1923, he passed away in 1999. In addition to narrating tales from the dark side, he would appear on the soap opera Another World and have roles on Kojak, Lou Grant, Spencer for Hire, and many others. Tales from the dark side also had great closing narration, and here's what that sounded like. The dark side is always there. 
waiting for us to enter, waiting to enter us. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight. That is some really good narration. As you can hear in the background, there's also some really evocative music. That music was provided by Donald Rubenstein, who would co-write the theme with Erica Lindsay. Donald was the brother of Laurel Productions founder Richard P. Rubenstein, and he had worked on other projects for Laurel in the past, films like Knight Riders and Martin. That theme, along with that narration, which was written by Romero, really helped set the stage. There's also this really cool and kind of low-budgety effect as the world on screen changes. It goes from this forest road, could be anywhere, and kind of goes to a negative effect. I always found it very chilling when I was watching the show. Still do today. There are 90 episodes of Tales from the Dark Side. That's 89, plus the pilot. It ran in syndication from March 29th, 1983, when the pilot was picked up. Then it began its normal broadcasting September 30th of 1984, and would go to July 24th of 1988. It was originally syndicated by Tribune Broadcasting, and most TV stations aired it after midnight so that they could haunt my sleep. After ending production, ownership of its syndication would pass between a couple of people. Now it is held by CBS Television Distribution. There were a lot of great episodes of Tales from the Dark Side, but which ones were the best? Here's Metagirl with the Retroist Top 5 list of best Tales from the Dark Side episodes. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Greetings, retro fans! This is Metagirl, bringing you the top five episodes of the 80s anthology horror series, Tales from the Dark Side. At number five is Season 3, Episode 9, Baker's Dozen. This well-crafted episode, written by George Romero himself, leverages New Orleans' reputation as a hub for voodoo activities to set a spooky tone. Ruby Cousins, played by Mabel King, serves as a baker selling sweet treats with medicinal properties. She meets an unscrupulous ad man, Henry Hogan, played by Magnum P.I.'s Larry Minetti, who, convinced of the magical properties of Ruby's cookies, proposes a business plan that would enrich him from her work. In the end, Henry gets his due after Ruby gives him a real taste of magic. Number four is Season 3, Episode 13, The Milkman Cometh. Rumors circulate among suburban neighbors about the wish-granting powers of the local milkman. Leave a note outlining your desires alongside your discarded bottles, and the always unseen milkman will make your dreams come true. Folks take advantage of the mysterious services, often with unintended and disturbing consequences. Be careful what you wish for, neighbors. Number three is Season 2, Episode 5, Halloween Candy, a classic episode also recounted by Vic Sage on the Saturday Frights podcast. Year after year, malevolent old Mr. Killip torments trick-or-treating children on Halloween. But this year, he's visited by a terrifying special visitor demanding candy, one that won't take no for an answer. At number two is Season 2, Episode 19, the last car. College gal Stacy awaits a train to take her home for Thanksgiving, but the train that finally arrives is no ordinary locomotive. She boards the last car and is baffled to see only three other people despite every other train car being full. Her fellow passengers behave in an odd and disquieting manner. 
Stacy soon discovers that she's in for her final ride on a train that never sees the light of day and never stops. And the number one episode of Tales from the Dark Side is Season 3, Episode 1, The Circus. This is another episode penned by Romero and covered by the Saturday Frights podcast. A skeptical newspaper man who enjoys debunking tales of the strange and bizarre investigates a circus that offers a monstrous sideshow attraction. Upon realizing that the horrific scenes he has witnessed are, in fact, authentic, he attempts to escape, but unwittingly retreats into the arms of a vampire and is transformed into the show's newest attraction. And there you have it, the Retroist's top five episodes of the television series Tales from the Dark Side. Until next time, List fans, this has been Metagirl. Thanks, Metagirl. The show went for four seasons. It would end and a film would take place, but there was also another TV series that sort of spun off of it. It was also produced by Rubenstein. It was called Monsters, and it started up in 1988, basically at the same time Tales from the Dark Side ended. It was in the similar vein to Tales from the Dark Side. But while Tales from the Dark Side dabbled in fantasy, sci-fi, Monsters was basically just horror all the time. There were some differences, though. Monsters also had that sort of Twilight zone thing about cosmic justice. Like in a good Twilight Zone episode, there would be comeuppance for people. And Monsters had some of that. It also had some comedy episodes. Not that Tales from the Dark Side didn't have a couple of humorous episodes, but Monsters had some pretty straight-up funny ones, and I sometimes found those to be the most frightening of all because they kept me off balance. The TV series Tales from the Dark Side didn't win any awards, but it was nominated for a couple. It would get nominated for two Young Artist Awards in 1987, one for Scooter Stevens and one for Tanya Fenmore, and then in 1988... It would be nominated for an anthology episode single program Writers Guild of America Award, and that nomination went to John Sutherland. In 1990, a couple of years after Tales from the Dark Side went off the air, Tales from the Dark Side the movie hit theaters. The film starred Christian Slater, Steve Buscemi, Julianne Moore, Deborah Harry, and others. It was directed by John Harrison. Harrison's a director, producer, composer, writer, Born and raised in Pittsburgh, he has been a long-time collaborator with Romero. The film was released on May 4th, 1990. It had a budget of $3.5 million and would go on to make $16.3 million. If you like anthology horror movies, there's not enough of them, in my opinion. You should definitely add this to your list, especially if you've seen the other Creepshow movies. People have said that this was supposed to be Creepshow 3. I'm not sure how true it is, but horror legend Tom Savini has been quoted as saying that this was the real Creepshow 3. So if you like 1 and 2 and you haven't seen the Tales from the Dark Side film, maybe add it to your list. Pretend it's Creepshow 3. Good evening. My name is Alfred Hitchcock. Some of my friends and I have gotten together to host this very special two hours of Tales from the Dark Side. And I must say our accommodations for this event are just magnificent. We have everything here at this hotel to make your stay very enjoyable. For instance, weather... Deluxe bathroom facilities, 
Oh dear. No, don't bother getting up. I'm just passing through. And a place where you can make a quick retreat in case your wife shows up unexpectedly. If you are a fan of the show, want to watch it, they'd had it on the cable channel Chiller for a while. But now if you want to watch it, you can buy the DVD set over time. People have complained there have been releases without the intro and outro on them. Nowadays, you can get the complete set, 12 discs, all 90 episodes, complete with the intro and outro. I picked up a copy for myself when it came out. I have not regretted it at all. I started watching it again during the summer, and I'm just about to finish. When I do finish, hopefully there will be new news on the upcoming reboot. Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son, along with Alex Kurtzman and Robert Orkey, are supposedly in talks with CBS Television for a reboot on The CW. Now, it wouldn't be straight anthology horror TV. Instead, they would have a bigger picture that all the horror tales would fold into. This seems to work on modern anthology television, which is making a big comeback. Things like American Horror Story, Fargo, True Detective. I keep watching and waiting for more news. I haven't had much luck with CW programming, but for Tales from the Dark Side... I'll tune in. I am so glad to see anthology television making a comeback. It's a slightly different form than, say, Tales from the Dark Side or The Twilight Zone, because there are a bit of a longer story that's being told. But the fact that it can change from season to season, you can employ a lot of character actors, and you can scare the heck out of people, is very promising. I hope Tales from the Dark Side gets a reboot. I hope The Twilight Zone gets a reboot. And I hope that in the future... Kids will be sitting in their room, perhaps their sister in the next room, watching anthology horror on their smartphone just a little too loud, and they will play it out all in their mind, and they will develop an appreciation for horror that they will carry into the next generation, and the next generation, and so on and so forth. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist.com and twitter.com slash retroist. The music you hear on the show is by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks to Metagirl for another great top five list. If you have a list suggestion or just some feedback for Metagirl, you can email her at metagirl at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. side is always there waiting for us to enter waiting to enter us until next time try to enjoy the daylight this has been a retrospective production goodbye